the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The mayor of New York is confirming the FBI has seized items from him as part of the campaign fundraising investigation. More details from Ed Donahue. An attorney for Eric Adams says the FBI approached the mayor after an event earlier this week and immediately complied with the request to turn over electronics, phones, and an iPad. Boyd Johnson says Adams has not been accused of any wrongdoing and continues to cooperate with the investigation. The focus of the investigation hasn't been publicly disclosed by prosecutors. That is correspondent Ed Donahue. Former U.S. Senator Jim Talent says it's easy to see why some Democrats want to replace Joe Biden as their presidential nominee. He's clearly impaired. Former Senator Jim Talent was interviewed this week by the Salem Radio Network. He says many Democrats also know that Biden's policies have caused a lot of harm for American families. This is SRN News. This week on the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Data from New Jersey has found that the amount of students considering themselves to be non-binary has skyrocketed over 4,000%. Leftist politicians in the state believe parents should not know. Well, a fever is out of the norm. Getting bullied is out of the norm. Parents should be involved in all of those matters. You're saying this one? Kids in elementary school? Come on. Stream the Michelle Tafoya podcast at Salem Podcast Network. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000, with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-320-7171. That's 800-320-7171. 800-320-7171. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 
100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800 240 4587 800 TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the CIT studios, here's the original Man of Steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the CIT studios. CIT, providing customized technology with individualized smart banking solutions for homeowner associations. Whether it's online banking fast and simple or financing for that special HOA project you can always turn to and trust, CIT. CIT member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors. And want to say hey to the man that makes it happen every week, Spencer. Uh, how are you? I can't complain. Uh, it's one of those great days to, to enjoy the day. So I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yes. Good, good. I, I'm doing well. And uh, I... Wanted to ask you, are you from Minnesota originally? I am. Born and raised in the Twin Cities. Born and raised. Do you know uh, a number of folks from Wisconsin? Uh, a lot less than you would think. Uh, not too many. But, oh, okay. Uh, some parts. All so, right. Yeah. Well, there, there's a, a saying that I, that I heard a number of years ago. You can always tell someone from Wisconsin. You just can't tell them much. And uh, what I mean by that is uh, Scanis are adamant about three things. I think maybe you would agree with me on this. Uh, Green Bay Packers for their football team. Cheese. And uh, the third thing is Old Fashions. Uh, two of the now, three I are remember this. <clears throat> oh, okay. <clears throat> but not the Old Fashioned, huh? No, I would not have guessed that with uh, Wisconsin. Okay. Well, uh, you would if you uh, ever had someone from Wisconsin ask for an old-fashioned because they will make sure that they tell you that the old-fashioned has to have brandy in it and not whiskey. And usually, uh, I think just about every place else in the United States, they'll serve an old-fashioned with bourbon, but uh, not in Wisconsin and that's not what you serve someone from Wisconsin when they ask for an old-fashioned. Now, I've had people take me to task on that. But it has become um, so important to them that uh, it says that uh, just about a month ago, the Wisconsin State Legislature, they had a bipartisan resolution declaring the brandy old-fashioned as the official Wisconsin State Cocktail. Now, I know uh, about uh, Wisconsin politics, and you have Democrats and Republicans that don't agree on anything. And you'll, you have typically, it seems like in that state, um, very close um, House majorities. And so um, if uh, there have been times when 
one party has been uh, in power and wanted to pass some legislation. Others wouldn't show up so that they couldn't, uh, didn't have a quorum to be able to uh, conduct business. But boy, when it comes to a bar, po- uh, bar a bipartisan resolution, uh, they were unanimous with that. Uh, the brandy old fashioned is the Wisconsin State cocktail. And uh, this is no small thing because apparently um, in 2019, Colby was uh, uh, asked to be the official cheese of Wisconsin, but that ran into opposition. But uh, the brandy, uh, old-fashioned, hands down. Well, we have a lot to cover with our show, so let's uh, begin. Um, last, uh, last week we had Dan Greenstein uh, from Greenstein Cellars help us uh, go through a number of listener questions, but we've had so many questions as of late. We're going to have Dan on again to help us uh, tackle your questions that you've sent in. So I want to welcome to uh, where you live once again, Dan Greenstein. Good morning, Dan. Hey, good morning, Gene. I'm very busy Googling an old-fashioned figure out yeah. What's going on in Wisconsin? Okay. <laughs> had had you heard that before? That brandy old fashions were what they uh, what they required. I am sorry, but uh, when I think Wisconsin, I think beer. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I'm I'm sure that that is certainly true. They will probably they're probably right up there with uh, beer as well. But the sure. uh, as as cocktails go, that's their drink. Well, Dan, um, we have had a lot of people that have uh, uh, co- uh, that have written in with uh, questions, and you were so kind after our last week's show to say, hey, why don't we tackle the other ones that we have uh, that we weren't able to address? So we're going to attempt to do that this week. Great. So let's, uh, let's begin. And, Dan, our first question. Uh, question comes from Lisa from Burnsville and she writes our HOA sent out notices for our annual meeting by both regular mail and email the board president prepared and sent the email notice and proxy without approval from the board in the email notice the president wrote Responding yes, a board member, that was enough to assign their proxy to the board to vote. Is that allowed? Dan, what do you say? Wow. Uh, Again, uh, this strikes me as uh, another of the situations where an officer of the HOA really wants to work hard and get things done. And they take yep. things on uh, often into individually, and it's it's really not appropriate. So in this case, um, you know whether or not the annual meeting notice should have been sent regular mail or email, we have to defer to the bylaws of the HOA. I'm almost certain the bylaws will tell you uh, whether email is acceptable, whether U.S. mail. Uh, has to be sent out or what kind of notice you actually have to give uh, for this the meeting. And then secondly, the president prepared and sent the email notice and proxy without approval from the board. That's really inappropriate on a couple of uh, for a couple of reasons. One, the board needs to approve, what's in the notice, and what's in the proxy. There's different types of proxies available in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and we don't know from the question, but the, the important point here is that the board itself, not one of the officers, needs to confer and determine what kind of proxy they are going to use for a specific vote. 
Yeah. And unfortunately, there's mistake number three here, which I just have to talk about. By having a proxy that says, yes, a board member is not only inappropriate, it's, if you will, it's illogical. When you give a proxy to a person and that person gets to choose how to vote, then by saying a board member, you, you know, you're, there's probably five or seven board members at the association, and they may vote differently. So by just saying, yes, mm-hmm. uh, any board member can have the proxy, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Now, uh, most proxies allow the homeowner to put in the name of another person who will attend the meeting and vote, or by default, the proxy says, if you don't write in an additional name, the proxy will automatically go to the secretary of the board of directors. And that is a standard proxy in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you this. There's some controversy with people. Can, can a proxy be used to say, um, I can't make it to where the person's basically saying, I can't make it to the meeting. I'm not giving this to any one person to vote in my stead, but you can use this account for a quorum to have the meeting. No, that that does not accomplish uh, reaching a quorum. Um, a Okay, let's back up a little bit. There's two types of proxies in Minnesota. Type A, which is by and large the most common, is a proxy that tells the secretary or another individual who will be attending the meeting, um, go ahead and vote. I trust your judgment. You vote the vote for me. And that's that's the most common type of proxy. But Minnesota allows a second type of proxy, which is a proxy that instructs the proxy holder how to vote on a specific issue. Okay. In other words, it'll say, you're my proxy. I want you to vote yes on this issue. Now, sending in a proxy to reach quorum is not valid because there's not a vote uh, attached to that proxy. And the purpose of having a quorum in a meeting where there's voting is to have enough people there who actually vote either in person or by proxy. So uh, I've seen this happen a lot. My guess is maybe historically in Minnesota this was allowed because a lot of people have this idea in their head that it's it's good to do that to help the association reach their quorum, but it it it's really an invalid way of doing so. You don't see this as being the, the same as saying uh, – let it go to the uh, treasurer because we know how things will things will go. So uh, just go ahead. No, and, I don't and, because and vote without me. No, because um, you were saying that they don't sign. I mean, they they only say on the proxy. This is not for a vote. This is just to reach quorum. And the whole idea behind the quorum is that there's sufficient number of people there who will be voting. So I don't see it as the same. All right. Well, uh, Dan, we've got a lot of lot more questions to uh, answer for our listeners, but uh, we need to take a break right now, folks. So let's do that. But don't go away. You're listening to where you live on AM 1280, The Patriot. Back after this. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. 
New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. Do you feel like your route to retirement is filled with detours and road construction? Pull over and tune into your clear path to retirement with Taylor Sundeen and Corey Zafke. Taylor's a certified financial planner and Corey's a wealth advisor. And together they founded Clear Path Wealth Advisors. They'll help you see the bigger vision of what's possible and efficiently chart your course so you can enjoy your retirement journey. Tune in to Your Clear Path to Retirement every Sunday morning at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial partners with associations and management companies for their siding, roofing, and window projects. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial is a family-owned business with combined experience of over 70 years. Their teams provide quality service, expert workmanship, and top-of-the-line products to help restore and maintain multifamily properties. A 100,000-square-foot distribution center ensures the projects will be completed on time with the highest quality products at the most competitive price. Contact minnesotaexteriors.com. It's never too early to consider your goals and refine your vision for retirement. I'm Carol Sullivan, a thriving financial professional, and I'm here to help you create a strategy that reflects your priorities. I can help you assess your needs and determine the right next steps for your unique situation. Call 952-484-3110 to get started. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial. Marketing for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. Registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc. Thrivent.com slash disclosures. to where you live with gene sullivan welcome back this is where you live i'm gene sullivan my guest today again dan greenstein attorney with greenstein sellers we're taking a stab at all the questions that you have sent in uh wanting us to address for you and i'm glad to have dan uh, with me here today once again uh, but before we do want to just say, of course, I'm broadcasting from the CIT studios. And I want to give a shout-out to one, another great sponsor of our show, and that's Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors always to provide you with affordable, quality home exterior solutions. You know, it's backed by craftsmanship that's expert installation to ensure lasting performance they have over 20-plus years of experience. So why not call the company that both HOA boards and association managers trust, Extreme Exteriors? The number to call is 651-237-0745 and tell them Gene sent you. Well, Dan, let's get to our next question. And uh, this begins by saying, hi, Gene. I'm a longtime listener. And first time writing in. Our town home association allows rentals. The board just recently stated at our annual meeting that starting in 2024, all owners who rent out their home will be charged an additional $500 per year just because of the headache that dealing with renters has become. Can they do this? Isn't this discriminatory? This is from Kurt in Brooklyn Center. Uh, Kurt in Brooklyn Center raises a great point. 
the short answer to the question is yes. This is discriminatory. Uh, they are treating renters or owners that rent to people differently than they're char- than they're treating yeah. the owners. And it when we talk about discrimination, uh, you know, under the Minnesota Human Rights Act. Uh, discrimination is when you treat someone differently or don't give them the same rights you give others because of their different protected classes. We we assume here in this question that in the association, renters have uh, less financial assets than the owners or they have credit issues or employment issues. And as soon as they go to charge an owner $500 uh, because that owner wants to rent to someone, a savvy tenant uh, who is being asked to cover the $500 would have a very good case uh, with HUD under the Minnesota Human Rights Act. Now, now I was thinking that uh, it wouldn't be discri- uh, uh, discriminatory because uh, landlords are not a protected class. <laughs> well, that is true. Uh, landlords aren't, but what it, what this would have the effect of doing yeah. would be to be charging tenants uh, mm-hmm. ad- additional additional fees or money or uh, whatever they want to call it. Uh, where owners wouldn't be charged that. And, you know, the question talked about headaches for tenants. Well, it I can be wrong, but it seems to me the only headache is for the landlord, not for the association. It may be an eyesore. They may have trucks coming and going for a day. But um, other than that, it's really no different than yeah. uh, owners turning over. Yeah. Now, I have a creative idea, which is that if it is really a problem in this particular association, they could legally charge a move-in, move-out fee. And, you know, the fee is supposed to be reasonably related to uh, what's, what, uh, what's going on in the association, inconveniences to other owners, mm-hmm. administrative work uh, by the board or their manager. But when you think about it, it's very likely that rental units will turn over far more often than um, the homeowner-owned units, and yeah. and therefore that's a way to, in effect, uh, take care of the inconvenience and add some money to the association's coffers. Now, I have, you know, always uh, looked at this and said, you know, an HOA is a nonprofit organization, and uh, all they can charge are for actual costs related to the operation uh, of uh, this entity, the association, and so. Um, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, for something like a move-in fee, it's fair, consistent to uh, everybody that moves in. For the person who lives there 20 years, they're charged once. A person that's got someone, uh, a new person every year, they're going to be charged that every year. And uh, uh, that, uh, to me, certainly seems to make sense. But $500 without saying uh, or justifying the cost, I think they would... Uh, pr- this association would probably get in trouble, don't you think? I totally agree with you, and I was going to suggest that they consider lowering it, lowering it unless there are specific charges that the association faces mm-hmm. when somebody moves in or moves out. For example, I think you said this was a townhome, uh, which I'm assuming would have a separate garage and driveway, and yep. it wouldn't be as problematic as a high-rise condo. In a high-rise condo, the board may have to hire someone to prepare the elevators, to work with access and security. So there's a very legitimate reason to have a move-in or move-out fee. Right. Yeah. I I agree with you. Um, Another thing that uh, I've seen a number of associations moving towards, and that is uh, they may have a specific charge for 
uh, what's considered rental tracking because uh, they'll say we want to make sure that if a landlord is going to, if someone is going to use their their home, their real estate as a rental, that they have the proper licensing from the city if required. They want to make sure uh, that uh, they have the contact information of uh, the people who will be moving in if they need to contact them for uh, for uh, any reason, for maintenance, uh, whatever. Uh, it can uh, also be uh, something uh, to also verify that the renters have indeed received a copy of the rules and regulations so that they're going to be abiding by the documents of the association. That seems to be okay. That's a very good idea. And most often, these kind of provisions uh, are written into a declaration, either a new declaration or an amendment to a declaration to require the owners that desire to rent to follow these specific provisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's deal with uh, our next question, uh, Dan. This is from Will from Blaine. And he said, uh, hey, Gene, at our association, the board recently had a beautiful 20-year-old flowering tree cut down in my backyard. I asked around with my neighbors. No one knew this was going to be done. No one asked our permission. The board said they had to do it because it blocked sprinkler heads. Do they have this right? Well, uh, there's a lot of questions I have in my mind about this one. Um, It was behind uh, Will's unit, and I'm wondering if it was within the lot that is defined as part of his unit or if it was a little farther out from the building or the dwelling and it was in common area. So if it was in the common area, uh, it it doesn't belong to Will, and it belongs to the association as a whole. And, you know, although it would have been nice to hear what was going to happen, the board of directors has no obligation to inform the owner if it's dealing with the tree in common area. Um, On the other hand, even if it's within the lot area that belongs to Will, if if the trees are the responsibility of the association to maintain and uh, replace or cut down, then the same uh, the same principles hold true. It would have been nice to talk to Will about it, but they're not required to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, um, you know, <clears throat> I, I was I was going to say this sounds more like a communication problem between the HOA and Will, and I'm wondering if uh, Will was given minutes of board meetings where this was discussed or if this particular board doesn't send out those kind of minutes. Well, that, that's a good point. And uh, I can uh, tell you from my standpoint, from where I, my perspective is as uh, an owner of a management company, I know that there are a lot of times when we send out notices only to have people just swear up and down at an annual meeting. Nope, nothing was ever sent out to me. Nothing ever came to me, and and um, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, it uh, is something where the lack of communication could be uh, precipitated by the lack of uh, interest that most homeowners have when they receive something from their HOA. A number well, of people often just, t- oftentimes they don't even open the envelope before tossing it. Oh, I know. I I remember uh, years ago being in court with someone uh, about a about an uh, issue about uh, them not uh, receiving uh, the association not receiving their monthly assessment from this person, and uh, and so we finally we ended up uh, taking them to court. That's what the association wanted to do. So we represented them, and the landlord said, "I." 
I, I never got anything from the association. And when I showed all of the things that uh, were sent, he said, oh, if it's something from the HOA, I just figured they were just trying to sell me something. Yeah. Yeah, so oh yeah, that doesn't work. Well, what does work is uh, we've got to pay for this show, so we're going to do it by our sponsors. So we'll take another break right now. Don't go away. More with my guest, Dan Greenstein, with listener questions after these messages. It's never too early to consider your goals and refine your vision for retirement. I'm Carol Sullivan, a thriving financial professional, and I'm here to help you create a strategy that reflects your priorities. I can help you assess your needs and determine the right next steps for your unique situation. Call 952-484-3110 to get started. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial. Marketing for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. Registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc. Thrivent.com slash disclosures. Tomorrow brings a brand new day. For your business, for your family, for the promise of new financial opportunity. For over 100 years, CIT has been turning potential into financial strength. With the tools, expertise, and agility to bank like your best days are ahead. That's Tomorrow Thinking. Empowering you to bank like you. Learn more at CIT.com. Member FDIC. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Al Malmberg here. Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, Mark Baker, the president of the Airplane Owners and Pilots Association, will talk about new rules that now apply to basic med and a report that came out a while back that shows basic med exceeded expectations. Mark's a Minnesota kid who started flying in the land of 10,000 lakes. We'll find out where he learned to fly. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for the World of Aviation on AM 1280, The Patriot. At CIT, we understand that in life, change is the only constant. For over 100 years, we've helped customers like you gain the financial flexibility you need to adapt to change. Whether you're building your business or your savings, we know that each day presents a new opportunity to turn your potential into financial strength. That's Tomorrow Thinking, empowering you to bank like you. Learn more at CIT.com, member FDIC. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. job I work hard for my money when it's quitting time I hit the door running I fire up my pickup truck and let the horses run you're listening to where you live with Gene Sullivan I go blind and welcome back this is where you live I'm Gene Sullivan my guest today uh, once again is attorney Dan Greenstein we're answering your questions that uh, you've written in and uh, if you have uh, a question, uh, perhaps that you'd uh, like uh, me to address or when I have a guest like Dan, uh, maybe you have a story that you think needs to be uh, told, um, you can find all of that at our website at newconceptsgroup.com. In, uh, in addition to my contact information and past podcasts, of the show that you can listen to. Uh, You're going to find a number of resources there for you. Uh, One is a preferred vendor directory that has over 55 categories with everything that 
an association needs in products and services. It's great, especially if you're a self-managed HOA. And it also uh, reminds you that, uh, hey, if you ever miss our show where you live, Saturdays at 10 here on The Patriot, there's always uh, an encore airing of where you live every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. right here on AM 1280. Well, Dan... Let's get to our uh, next question, and uh, this one uh, begins by saying our association is very clear only owners are allowed to serve on the board. We have this couple. They are not married. She purchased the home. Her name is on the deed. His is not. This lady is insisting that her partner has the right to run and serve on the board. I think that even if they got married, but his name is not on the title, he doesn't have the ability to run uh, for the board. What do you think? Marjorie from <laughs> Savage. Well, um, boy, we, we don't have quite enough information to firmly answer this question for Marjorie. What I can tell you in general, and I, uh, you know, again, she needs to defer to her bylaws of the association. But most often, a living companion or partner who is not on title uh, to the unit does not qualify to run for the board or serve on a committee. But you have to look at the provisions of the bylaws because they should tell you who can run for the board, what the qualifications are, and the same thing for the committees. Oh, so, you're so right. Uh, if I could uh, interrupt you for a second. Sure. I remember this was uh, something very different, but there was an association we uh, used to manage years ago, and it was uh, one that probably was established. It was a condominium association back in the early 1970s. And back and the governing documents were specific, and it welcomed that people, the the people that could serve on the board, were not only members but members of the community, because they were thinking that if someone were a, a doctor, someone worked for the city, someone had a, a, was an attorney, um, they wanted to welcome all people to help run successfully the association i thought that was quite different that is really old school i i've i've yeah. also seen a lot of the old documents where they they thought it would be better to have a banker an accountant a lawyer on the board but yeah. i think over time uh people have come to appreciate that you really need to be a member there to to understand the issues and to take the action. And certainly you don't want to be paying professionals to serve on the board with mm -hmm. you in a nonprofit association. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, uh, but you're uh, right. Uh, they need to take a look at their uh, governing uh, documents. If the person's not married in many cases, as you said, if their name is not on the title, uh, they can't run. Um, uh, but if they are married and the person isn't on the title, she, uh, Marjorie asked that question too. So if they're not legally married, uh, but he is on the title with Marjorie, um, oh no, he's not an owner. I, I think you said he is not an owner yeah, with he, Marjorie. My, my understanding, Dan, let me just say as a real estate broker, is that uh, we always know that it takes, they say, we were, it was drilled in our heads. It takes one to buy, but all to sell. And so I could buy, purchase a, a home uh, when I'm a single person. If I get married, that person is now uh, an owner and um, a uh, purchase agreement, uh, a contract has to be signed by, my wife, even though she wasn't on the title originally. That is correct. She takes her interest at the time of marriage, and yep. 
unless it says something specifically in this association's bylaws to the contrary, which it could, uh, uh-huh. then I would say uh, that would change things and uh, he would be able to serve on the board. Yeah. And well, here's yeah, the it, other thing. Yeah, uh, here's the, the best solution. If they get married, deed the property from the wife to the husband and wife, and then there's no issue. Yeah. Sure. Um, that uh, that that would certainly uh, is something uh, to do. I, I also think of some of the other uh, different types of uh, ownership of real estate, and uh, and one thing that came to my mind is a life estate. You yes, know, I've had I've had uh, someone who said I'm buying the home for my elderly mom, and I own the home, and. But while my mom is there, my mom has agreed to pay the, I paid for the home, but she's going to pay the monthly assessment. And my mom is living there. And, um, and the life estate says that she has, uh, she has uh, ownership, uh, ownership rights. So she could, uh, she could go and vote uh, uh, as, a, uh, as an owner. So uh, what do you think of uh, that uh, thing called a life estate? Well, a couple of things. In the scenario you just laid out, that's correct. The mother could go and serve on the board and vote. She's the owner. But the son is not. And he's what it's called a remainder man, meaning he holds the right to take over when his mom passes. And even though he put the money down, uh, because the title is held in a life estate, it's as if the mom bought it herself and she owns it entirely. Mm-hmm. He has no rights uh, with respect to the association until his mother passes. Um, the other comment I wanted to make is that life estates are quickly becoming a thing of the past. They're way too complicated for most real estate transactions, and certainly for HOA transactions. Uh, The law has evolved where we have now what's called a transfer on death deed, a TOD deed. Mm -hmm. And basically, the TOD deed accomplishes very easily what the whole life estate uh, situation was, was doing in the past. When you hold title... Let's say it's um, in the name of the mother, TOD, transfer on death to the son. And it's very simple. It's, it's welcomed in every county, and it's a much easier way than a life estate to plan for inheritance. Okay, yes. Or, or another is uh, typically properties have been put into a trust as well. Sure, uh, yes. So, yes. So the ownership transfers uh, 100% upon death. So there's no Correct. question. Okay. No question. Well, um, let's see. We've got uh, a few more uh, questions to ask here, but by looking at the clock, we need to take another break. So let's do that. Don't go away. We'll be back with more listener questions with my guest, Dan Greenstein, after these messages. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. 
Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-320-7171. That's 800-320-7171. 800-320-7171. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. Did you ever see two Yankees part upon a foreign shore? You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan. Broadcasting from the CIT studios, also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors. My guest today has been uh, Dan Greenstein, and man, the time always seems to fly, Dan, when uh, when we uh, start uh, talking here. We still have a few more questions. I'd, let's see if we can get uh, through them. Um, the next one, Dan, comes from Darina from Waconia. And she said, hey, Gene, we have a very uh, active HOA community. A lot of people serve on committees. Recently, the guy who chairs the landscape committee has offered to take over the landscaping job because he's retired, he has the time, and it will save the association a lot of money as opposed to our current contract with our current vendor. This guy has run his own business before, but not a grounds care company. Would it be prudent for us to enter into this kind of a contract, or are there any potential difficulties you foresee? What do you say? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I see all kinds of problems. And let's start with the basics. This person uh, wants to take over the landscaping contract job. Okay. Number one, does he have uh, a separate company uh, like an LLC or sub-S corporation that he would run the landscape business from? Because if he doesn't, there's a a huge risk that if he's injured, uh, a court Mm -hmm. uh, or the IRS will find that he was really an employee of the association. So in order to protect the association from those kind of risks, that landscaping uh, committee chair would need to set up a real viable separate company. Mm-hmm. Secondly, yeah. you know, the, the company is going to have to purchase insurance. They're going to need to provide evidence of, Uh, sufficient workers' compensation and liability insurance. 
And I don't know if this volunteer has thought that through because all of these uh, things I'm raising are are necessary to protect the association if something goes wrong. Right. Uh, the other thing that uh, comes to my mind that uh, a red flag always comes up when someone says, um, someone in our association is going to do it because they can save us money. <laughs> right, and, right. And what and what I and what I found out, and, and this is this goes back to uh, uh, another story when uh, I purchased new concepts back in '97. Uh, it was uh, from two guys that uh, were college buddies, and uh, and when they got out of college in the '70s. They had done uh, landscape work, uh, grounds care, snow removal for uh, single-family homes. They said, hey, let's start our own company, and we'll, do, uh, we'll be a grounds care company for homeowner associations. And he said, uh, one of the things he said to me, he said, we did it because we thought we could do it better and cheaper. And he said, mm-hmm, sure. I can, he, and then he said, Gene, I can tell you, we found out maybe we could do it better. But, <laughs> but not cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. And and so uh, uh, I would. My concern here is if uh, a homeowner says I've got the contract now, uh, they begin to start thinking that they have the authority of the board and just making carte blanche of uh, decisions, decisions on right? I'm yeah. going to I'm going to purchase this for the association, and it makes sense and. Uh, I've seen that has uh, been a problem. Don't you? Well, oh, to, uh, there, this thing is fraught with risk. Um, yeah. the, uh, let's just say that they go ahead and they do it, and this uh, this fellow who's saving the association money is injured uh, on the job, and he wants the association to help him financially and or uh, keep the contract so he can make some money and, and have other people do the work. There's all kinds of legal problems that would stem from this unless he actually took the time and effort to set up a separate tax-paying, insurance-paying uh, company. And I, I'm guessing if he's thinking about saving the HOA money, he might not have considered those things. Right. Uh, and, and the uh, the uh, other thing uh, I, I get asked this is, oh, we can't let someone uh, work for the association because that would be a conflict of interest. Do you think it's a conflict of interest? It can be. Um, you know, the law says that, you know, the associations cannot pay board members, committee members for their work. For the association, but if if they have a business that's uh, not involved in running the association, and I think landscaping would qualify, then they're allowed to hire that person. Now, mm-hmm. if this person, if this landscaping person were, you said he was a committee chair, that's that's a conflict. Uh, if he were on the board of directors, that would be a conflict. Now, those are some conflicts that can be resolved with full disclosure and the board and the committee still voting on it. But it's just never a good idea because, frankly, in in our lives, things don't always go as planned. And, I, you know, if something were to go wrong in this situation, he's living with all the people who are going to be angry with him. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're right. It is. uh, um, It. uh it has uh, fraught with it uh, so many things because of the closeness that uh, uh, people could be afraid to to uh, mention what they what they really think or feel if they're on the board and saying uh, that uh, you can't do it and then you have that person who uh, you have uh, you fire from that job and then he's hellish with uh, the board on anybody else that they have uh, hired for that job. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Dan, it looks like that's all the time we have for our show today. Thanks for joining me, Dan. Always appreciate it. 
You are welcome. Let's be careful out there. Okay. And thank you, folks. Have a great rest of your weekend. And join us next week here on Where You Live. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? OnePlace.com Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at OnePlace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit OnePlace.com today. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.